The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone, to Neo Reality Collective Reviews. I'm your host, Eric Brown, and today we are finally tackling, after several issues and tie-ins have already passed us, so uh, I'm kind of late to this party, uh, Avengers X-Men Eternals Axe Judgment Day, written by Kerry Gillian, artist Varelski, and colored by Marty Garcia. So, basically the best Marvel has to offer in this event. And this is now going to depict the war between the Avengers, the Eternals, and the X-Men, as the Eternals have declared war on the X-Men because they are deviants now, according to the logic of the Eternals. And it's a ton of very complicated stuff. I don't know how to explain it in great detail other than, oh my god, we are all screwed. (laughs) Oh god. So... To perfectly capture this event, this is basically, uh, in fact, now that I think about it, they also should have called it the Immortal Wars, because that's what this is, this is the Eternals battling the X-Men because of their immortality, and both sides have immortality abilities, so really it should be called the Immortal Wars. Or at least a sub-series, subtitle of that, instead of, maybe the tie-in could have called it that, the tie-in, uh, death to the mutants they could have turned it into the immortal wars and that would have probably sold a lot better and it's also being written by Karen Gillian because Karen Gillian has a lot of stuff to write and he can't seem to stop so yeah in Dirge is now the eternal prime and is about to raise genocide because of course and there's an eternal schism going on as several people have left the eternal society and are preparing to try and stop this war which we'll see and I'm pretty certain it's not going to go horribly wrong if it does I'm pretty sure we can blame Iron Man for this and well hijinks are sure to ensue from this and I have no idea who's going to be at fault here so one of the biggest things that was talked about due to all the changes is that that was going on in Marvel Comics. Magneto quit, went to Mars, took on the Council after saying he wanted to die there. So uh, you know that that you know that's not going to work. Uh, Wolverine is Wolverine X twenty three is off the X Men along with Rogue and Polaris. Darn! And in this place we'll have Firestar, Havoc, Forge, Iceman. Because ice and all that. 
Oh, and uh, let's see, Rogue is so far, even though she's in the cover of issue one, she does not appear in this issue at all. Also, the Quiet Council are dealing with the ramifications and the fallout that, oh yeah, by the way, um, we're screwed. We are publicists. Charles, uh, our publicity of the immortal immortal stuff we have. Yeah, um, yeah, we're kind of screwed on that. We are, we got leaked. Uh, Scott Summers couldn't couldn't stop himself from being honest because Orcus was all over the place. And more Metagrit after the Hellfire Gala, which was a phenomenal event, save for the fact that there was no earth-shattering news other than the Immortal X-Men that was spoiled the day before. <laughs> oh, I demand 5 out of 10 out of this. So, that's going on, and... Yeah, Emma Frost got covered in blood. Goat's blood, to be exact, because people are pissed about that. So naturally, the human race has declared their hatred for mutants, again, outside the usual, we hate the mutants because we hate the mutants. <sighs> Don't you just love it when society doesn't seem to change? Yeah. Meanwhile, the Avengers are currently still based in their mountain, Avengers Mountain, inside the body of a dead celestial. I'm pretty certain no one's freaked out by that for some reason, and been like that since Jason Aaron started his run. Yeah, for some reason, Jason Aaron is not involved in this event. Like, there's an Avengers tie-in that comes in later, but he's not writing it. It's a guest, it's a fill-in writer, and it's actually going to be drawn by Greg Land, so you know I'm ignoring that. So, yeah, really the biggest things other than the first six issues of The Avengers by Jason Aaron and, and, and I love how they like to say how uh, this was all the culmination of years of storytelling. Now, it was basically a patchwork of stuff that happened. Had Hickman not come on this, there would have been no Avengers Eternals X-Men War. There would be no Judgment Day. Let's just be real about that. If Hickman did not show up, there probably wouldn't be this event. So, yeah. Then you co-opted Hickman's plan, so, um, people are still mad about that. So, yeah, all hell is brought to break loose in this phenomenal event, and we will be right back after these messages, and then we will finally tackle Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day number one by Karen Gillian with cover art by Mark, Mark Brooks. So, uh, you know that's going to be awesome. We'll be back after these messages. Take care. back let's dig right into avengers x-men eternals judgment day number one and see the unholy wars of immortals so yeah we start off in the sunny day of new york there you are wait what you do not know me i wish to know you i do not yet exist i am such power that i can speak to you even now i am such power that i cannot help but patronize you I am not making baby noises to children. I am staring at ants, knowing that in the end, all you understand is violence. Hey! We humans do not understand just violence. We understand being incredibly stupid. There is much you need to know. Come along with me. Who are the heroes here? We will find out. The Eternals were created by alien space gods known as Celestials to protect the Earth. 
Yeah, that, that's definitely what it was. The Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes, are currently headquartered in the body of a deceased celestial. One of Eternal's chief directives is the, to correct excess deviation. Dirge, the current Prime Eternal, recently determined that Earth's mutants, with their ability to resurrect themselves, represent excess deviation, and therefore, yes, they are to destroy them all. Two of the Eternals, Ajak and Makia, secretly abducted the mutant geneticist, Mr. Sinister, who may or may not know everything that's going to happen before it actually happens, from the mutant's island nation of Krakawa. So... Yeah, I'm sure this is gonna end well. So we get the cast of characters in this in this issue. Captain America, Phoenix. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, you're probably wondering, wait, who's Phoenix? Uh, if you have not been keeping track of what's going on in Jason Aaron's Avengers run, um, Echo became the Phoenix. I'm waiting for you to respond to that later. Yeah, remember when Echo was just a daredevil ally? Now she's the freaking Phoenix. Yeah, I'm surprised as you were. Iron Man, Captain Marvel. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's not going to end badly between the two. Four. Meanwhile, on the X-Men side, we got Cable, Cyclops, Destiny, Exodus, Egg, Mystique, Eek, Hope Summers, Jean Grey, Magneto, Nightcrawler, Professor X, Storm, Wolverine. And for the Eternals, we got Ajax, Dirge, Jack of Knives, Makira, Cersei, and Uranus, who is also the, basically, what if Thanos and, and Darkseid had a child, and then the child killed them. So anyways, we cut to New York back again, and we see Tony Stark having, having, having a meeting with Cersei at a local restaurant in the skyscrapers. So uh, let's cut to the chase and save everyone a lot of time, Cersei. Where are we going to be fighting within a day or two? Ah, so Tony Stark is really understanding that he's starring a war now. So Cersei goes ahead and says, Wow, Tony, let a girl finish her Bloody Mary first. Are you serious? Frankly, I'd be much more likely to pick a fight with the mutants. They are such plagiarists. Returning to life is our thing. Yeah, you're not going to make this easy, are you? I've never been easy, Tony. Nah, at least not in this. And the phoenix comes down, muster confusion. And because it needs to emphasize that it's badass, punches Cersei in space and throws her Bloody Mary into orbit. Never to be seen again. It's just one of those days. Target pacify Tony. We'll bring her in. Ah, so the Avengers are now acting like, or being a secret police force, got it. Yeah, they just attacked Cersei out of nowhere. I, I must stress, Cersei was an Avenger. And you'll be wondering how that was possible. So meanwhile, we cut back to the treehouse of the X-Men when they go ahead and realize what's happening. Was that the Phoenix gene? It's just odd to see the Phoenix being an Avenger. It's strange to feel possessive over that. Yeah, I'm like, I probably effed it more than you. And I also did it with Emma Frost, and she was somewhat possessed by it. And Jean Grey's currently distracted, saying, Sorry, Scott, maybe it was. I was kind of distracted. And as you know, oh, protesters rage across the streets, because of course. And Char and. Then Slim Shady here, aka Scott Summers, or Slim Summers as he was once called, say, We were meant to be showing the world that we were still the X-Men. We're still protecting them, but always the hate and fear. 
It's not just the usual, it's jealousy. I don't even need to read their minds. I feel it emanating. I mean, take her for example. Oh, how many times have you come back? My daughter is still dead. Hmm, prophetic statement. What can we say? We tell the truth. It's just practicality. The five can't bring everyone back, even if we wanted to. We just can't. And most of all, it's not as if everyone stopped killing mutants. I'm sure that's not going to say any foreshadowing or anything. Meanwhile, Krakoa has a population of 200,000. I'm sure that's not going to diminish in any way possible. Destiny, how sure are you there's going to be a war? There will always be a war. That's the one thing we can always be sure of. The precise details are the problem. They are elusive. Orcus is ready, but it's not them. It's there will always be a war. I could really do without your cynicism right now. I sometimes do wonder if you're actually my child. Because genetics isn't destiny, Raven. You will be hated for what you are for every second of your life. Of course it is. Quiet. I see it. The Eternals. The Eternals will try to kill us all. We must scatter the Quiet Council, and the Iraqi must know too. Ooh, the Great Ring must be breathed quietly. On it, any chance to use the gates, really. And we come to Araka, which has a population of a million! I'm sure that's not going to end badly. Wow, you have to take a second sometimes. Life is a gift. We're lucky to even breathe for every breath we take. Every breath we take on Mars. Don't use that ugly human M-word. This is Araco, and for those breaths, be sure to thank the mutant responsible. A round of applause for her, she who made the air in our lungs. Bravo, Monarch of Mars. Bravo. Eric, stop it. I'm not a monarch, and all this was a team effort. We all did our part. I've got some bad news. Destiny's missions have consolidated, and the war hits the Eternals and soon. Quiet Council is about to meet, and the Great Ring needs to know. So I need to be in both places? You give Arako's perspective to Krakoa, Kurt. Kurt and I will be in the Great Ring. And our plan of war? Yes, Cable. I have a few thoughts about that. How to take them on? Not saying it'll be easy, but it's something we can't handle. Really. They can't die, and we can't die. This isn't good. And why do the Eternals have a problem with us? Well, it's actually multiple issues. You see, they had Thanos leading them for like about half the rest of the series. And then, well, all hell broke loose after that. They nearly blew up the Earth. And Thanos had a pissed off day because his mother and father disowned him, essentially. Eternals. Did you think that power would be surrendered through the breaches of forever without a fight? Hmm. The Olympians tore down the Titans. We followed their decidal prep footsteps. We are the world's new gods. The time of the old ones is over. So then we cut back to Avengers Mountain after waking up Cersei because, you know, she was knocked out by the freaking Phoenix Cosmic Boars. Cersei, you back with us? The pounding headache suggests as much. Where am I? I'm suspicious. I think you messed with me. I need a safe place to talk. Talk, chum, and interrogate. It's a psychic dead room deep in Avengers Mountain. We can talk safely, and you can't call for help. Come on, Tony. I'm a minor psychic, but a world-class matter manipulator. With your history, I could give you a stroke if I choose to. 
thick in the blood just so. No one would even blink. They'd just wonder why it didn't happen ten years ago. Half your staff would be grateful. Uh, I resent that. Tony, Tony Stark needs to end the world more times than he could count. So, uh, probably everyone would be grateful. Your posturing is not helping. It's just making me more suspicious. Imagine if you were in my shoes. I would never wear any of your shoes. The armor doesn't even have a kitten heel. Please, Tony, assume I need... Be convincing. Show me your PowerPoint. Hope your transitioning transitions are enough to wow me into compliance. Yeah, she's also using her matter manipulation to change her outfit. It's not the PowerPoint. It's my own bespoke system that uses AI-generated fades to forget it. Not important right now. So it's a PowerPoint presentation. Got it. Last month, the Eternals snuck into Avengers Mountain to try and do some of your cosmic stuff. Which is... Oh, we've both been in the game long enough to know that stuff happens. Someone has a good, bad idea. We make a play, we feel we have to. But it's only when your mission entirely failed that you told us the truth. Thanos was on Earth and somehow leading the Eternals. And Earth was meant away from destruction. It usually is. I think you should be used to that. I regret that. Now, if I was in a more giving mood, I think that's nice, but you say regret. You don't say it was a mistake. Hell, it's not even an apology. Yes, as there are things that only Eternals can know. Only we could stop Thanos, and we did. Thing that only Eternals can know. Is that another doomsday you've chosen to hide? Tell me. Tell me what you know, and I'll see what I can do to help. Really? After everything you've just said? You expect the ape in the metal suit to show all of the cards? Really? This isn't the way. I'm coming in. You'll be exposed. She's an untrustworthy telepath. We had a plan. We did, but it's bad. Cersei was an Avenger. We have to show her some trust. Yes! Just like we showed, showed the Scarlet Witch trust, even though the X-Men had every right to justify and condemn her for the fact that she nearly decimated the entire species that led to your incomparable war that killed Charles Xavier. Oh, God. Heck, you started a fight over it, and then it led to the Phoenix coming back to Earth, and then all hijinks ensued after that. So, um... Yeah, could you keep keep explaining how this is working out so well? So yeah, uh, yeah. So anyways, Captain America just gets straight to the point. The Eternals are going to war. What tells what you know? Well, I know that that war is significantly more likely now that you strapped me to this uncomfortable and unfashionable chair. Cap just stares at her, and Cersei realizes this isn't a joke. You're serious. A war. An actual war? What does Dirge do? What do you know? Since you hid Thanos from us, I've been keeping an eye on the Eternals. Thanks to the confrontation, we had some data so we could track anything that felt eternally. Last week, there was a huge spike in the Pacific Ocean, which cut out instantly, as if testing something. Lots of beings use celestial energies. That doesn't mean a war, though I suspect... Listen, in the last 24 hours, the series of low-level pulses have become visible across the world. Something's warming up. Something's coming. Cersei, what are you doing? If Tony hadn't spoken over to me, I have told you whatever it is, I'm not part of it. We Eternals are not a team. The Eternals are a society. The society me and my friends have left. I'm not the Eternal you need to worry about. So anyways, we cut to an hour earlier in Olympia, where Dirge is giving a speech. 
correct excess deviation. Our third principle. For a million years we've done that. Earth has been protected from the deviants. But we made a mistake. We missed some. The mutants. Their X-gene came from the deviants. They are not humans. They are deviants. So they fall under our watchful purview. They have escaped the great machine that is Earth and colonized Mars. They were also in Otherworld for a time, but you know, ignoring that. Worse, they have escaped the chains of death itself. Their deviation will go on forever. This is excess deviation. It must be corrected. I humble Dirge have been honored to be the Prime Eternal and for these hours. You know my plans. I ask the approval of the Unimind. Let me bring fire and death to those whom it's our eternal duty to correct. Genocide, the most noble of goals. And the, and the, and the holographic stylist projections go ahead and give the thumbs up, say, yeah, let's kill them. Meanwhile, we cut to the exclusion, AKA the Eternal's prison. You should have heard me. Let me bring fire and death to those whom it's our eternal duty to correct. So melodramatic, I sounded just like you. You didn't. You are equivalent to of a human child wearing its parents' shoes. This role is too big for you, boy. Perhaps, but it helps that I don't really care. An external foe will just unite the Eternals. This is just an opportunity for me, and one for you. For the first time in hundreds of thousands of years, we're going to let you out. Remember, this is a test. You have one hour. One hour. The machine is code to return instantly. <sighs> My own people have forgotten me. The mutants made Mars habitable in a day. To destroy is always easier. A human takes nine months to make another breathe. A human can crush a windpipe in seconds. You will see what Uranus the Undying can do with an hour. To be honest, I'm pretty sure I've made a huge mistake. Thanos met Uranus when he was on Earth, called him Grandad affectionately. He is a monster, and my leash is uncertain, but I need him for my plans to slap the mutants on the wrist, so here we are. Of course, your information has been much appreciated. I'm surprised you would betray your old friends so entirely, Dr. Mora Matagrit. Ah, yeah, after the Hellfire Gala, after she allegedly killed Mary Jane, probably not, because she's in the other big comic book event going on for Spider-Man soon in a few months, Dark Web. Yeah, we, we can't stop with the events, can we? Dr. Moore Metagrit, after failing to convince her son, Kevin Metagrit, to join the dark side of Orticus. She just decided, nah, I'm just gonna tell the Eternals on you and then they'll kill you. I may not be a million years old, but I've lived long enough to see friends turn to enemies and vice versa. Now I'm with Orcus, and Orcus wants to help all causes that align with our interests, pro-human, anti-mutant. Well, strictly speaking, the Eternal's position is human agnostic and anti-deviant, so anti-mutant. Potato, potato. So, I get Orcus's motivation, but tell me about you, Morden Metagrit. Oh. Krakoa was a utopia I founded. I gave them everything. Meanwhile, we cut back to the beach of Krakoa with Wolverine talking to Egg. Really? No volleyball kid? I want to see Skull Ball's magic touch on the court. Please, I'm Egg. I got work to do. And then they cast me out. 
Destiny told Mystique that if the mutants refused to bring her back from the dead, Mystique should burn it all down. I should have made it clear that the inverse was also true. Oh good, grudges. I like grudges. Let us wage war. The Quiet Council, Krakka's growing body. The Eternals, they hold no grudge. That we know of. We expected Orcus. We are not prepared for war against Sinister is gone. This is suspicious for dozens of reasons. We should purge him from the Council to... And then they're assaulted by the Unimind. Mental assault significant. I'm thinking I need to go number two first. We are a psychic species, but they have some of the greatest minds on the planet. We cannot face them individually. Thankfully, we need not do so. Half of our committed forces combined to the almighty Unimind should be sufficient. The telepaths on the Quiet Council will defend themselves and protect their peers. So yeah, Charles Xavier's Hope Summers, Exodus, and for what I'm gathering, Emma Frost have been thrown into the Unimind's portal as the Unimind head comes through the ground, tries to crash into the planet. Psychic warfare above the island, invisible to the world. Magnificence if you have the eyes to see it. All we need is the mutants distracted and leaderless. A delay. Confusion. The council isn't all of Krakoa. You'll need more than that to create confusion. Well, I do believe you said something about burning. An attack flight outfitted with war armor from our earliest days. We're a hardy people. Wearing this, more so. Sound the f***ing alarm! Quickly, Krakoa! X-Men, take charge. And we get this awesome spread of... Uh, the X-Men battling the Eternals. Hmm, Dirge, the X-Men turning up is far from ideal. Well, the X-Men have their own transportation that magic person, and with the bangs. It wasn't worth deploying our stuff resources to destroy the gates in New York. Hmm, you're right. A handful of X-Men isn't your problem. Kokoa has a population of 200,000 mutants whose average gift is acknowledges to mildly hallucinate body odor. Hey! I take offense to that. On Mars, the era of the Iraqi. Over a million mutants from war-torn existence hardened by centuries of siege, and their gates from there to here. I disagree on all three counts. One, not mutants, deviants. Two, well, uh, it's gonna get bad. Okay, this is, and they're attacked. What in the, oh my god, get out, get out, get For starters, there'll be a lot less than a million by now. In truth, while your map of all their weaknesses and strengths was fascinating, the key fact is the nature of their immortality. They're not like us. We will be reborn as long as the planet Earth exists. Their immortality stems from the five mutants working together. Hope and her four friends adore them. So, time to break up the band. So Wolverine suddenly sniffs something and then screams, Get out of my damn way! Realizing Egg is dead. Throughout this mutant circuit, Krakoa falls. We created the chaos and now our finest assassin picks them off. Then, with the Quiet Councils all safely locked down in a telepathic stupor, no more hope. And then Wolverine saves the day and stabs Jack of Knives. You are good. How did you find me? You didn't clean the blade. I smelled Egg's blood, not you. You're just not there. Do! 
and Wolverine is shot with a bunch of knives into his shoulder. Well played. Be seeing ya. Genie, get over here. They're after Hope and, Fa and the Five. They know. Oh, secure the Five, quickly. Hmm. It seems Jack of Knives has failed. On the bright side, at least I won't have to pay their murder bonus. You missed. You had it all, and you had your chance, and you blew it. You had it all, and you blew it. Patience, Moira, patience. Eternals are eternals. If nothing else, we will win by erosion. It's not as if my plans only consisted of this afternoon. Um, uh, okay. Lucky I made some eggs earlier, I guess. What happened? They went for my people. The fools are gonna pay. Hate to say it, but get Hank on this. And Brand. Cable will have some things to say, too. These people know how to hurt us. Kurt, I heard a scream from Mars, and then... And, yeah, Kurt chops in and teleports himself back to Earth somehow from Mars. I don't know how. Oh, it's hell. Bring them back. We need them. Barely made the last gate before we went. Bring them back. Arako needs leadership. I... Where's my dad? Set the five resurrect cable, and he asks simply, What happened? What happened? What happened? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And Uranus departs back to his exclusion prison on a devastated Arako. With mutilated heads of Magneto's armor and a whole bunch of dead corpses and bones. So. Yeah, that was all in an hour. How was your hour? The gates to Earth are destroyed. Much of the power structure is destabilized. I left a little in my arsenal to distract two as I left. They won't interfere directly. I gazed at stars and I killed. Your nose, you are very good in every way but ethically. I knew I could rely on you. Hmm. That tells me your other plan failed. You're gonna have to let me out again. No, it's not that bad. Not yet. I have your armory, so the hex can be deployed. That first before you. Let me out, boy. It will save time. I promise I'll try to spare a hemisphere. And Dirge just throws his coffee away from him. And basically all pissed. Dirge is a lick spill, and he's trying to secure his power. He'll do anything to hell. There's been an attack on a Krakoa, and wait, I'm getting those energy spikes again, concentrating on the western U.S. seaboard. And a message. People of Earth, I am Dirge of the Eternals. I am speaking to you via your extremely impressive high-tech devices. Tony, everyone's getting a message. I could use telepathy, but we consider that intrusive and crass. It's no mortal move. Ugh. And yes, I'm talking about these mutants. Ah, so you're mocking Hickman's uh, Charles Xavier where he gave his massive speech. They're a threat to you all. They have overstepped their natural bounds and clearly aim for dominion that stretches across the world and eternity. We apologize that we let them get this far. But rest assured, we will protect you. We will serve you as we have for millions of years. And because humanity wants to prove that they are the absolute worst and deserve to be slaughtered like lambs in the Marvel Universe, they cheer. They're cheering at genocide.
Don't you just hate the people, the humans of the Marvel Universe sometimes? Even when Dirt goes ahead and says, however, and monsters rise from the sea and cause earthquakes and, t and, tidal, wa and tidal waves. We must ask you to not be afraid of the towering death machines that have emerged off the eastern seaboard of the United States. They are not towering death machines, they are hex, and they are eternals. Yes, we're not all human-sized, but rest assured, whether large or small, we are your protectors. That said, we would advise anyone in, in any coastal regions to head inland as swiftly as you can. It's possible this may get messy. Avengers, assemble! We're keeping Cersei locked up? There ha there's something she hasn't said. She and her friends left the Eternals, but she didn't say why. Wait, go ahead. I got some intrusion alarms. After the last time the Eternals struck, Tony Stark screams to himself as he races his way with his jets. I set up some precautions. Coming in using the same tech is a bit of an insult. I'm kind of a genius. Step out of the reality factual prison with your hands up, and I somehow say that straight without laughing. And revealing Makira and Ajak with a chained up <laughs> muzzled sinister who looks particularly annoyed at the fact he's been muzzled for the second time in his life. We did not mean any disrespect. I would have changed my methods, but the genocidal holy war of my, of my peers have made us act with haste. I am Ajak, a keeper of the old ways. This is Makira, a keeper of the new. And this is an annoying mutant with a useful talent whom we have gagged. I just like how she's speaking so reverently and yet just has to insult him. Let me explain. We see two possibilities. The Eter we Eternals cannot be defeated as long as the world exists. They will keep on coming. Eventually, all that lives will be rendered nothing but dust. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Option B. This is a holy war, bone of holy scripture. A god can rewrite the scripture and end the war. We simply have to build a god. Help us. Help us build our god. This plan is pure hubris. And Tony disengages his armor and then answers, but speaking broadly, I'm pro-hubris. But how on earth do you think we're going to make a god in a few hours? Then she gestures to the grand machine that is the celestial body of Avengers Mountain and says, Look around you, Mr. Stark of the Avengers. We have everything we need. Well, who is the hero? We will find out one way or another. We will find out. And so the comic ends. And by God, the artwork is beautiful. That, that's the highlight of this entire issue. The characters are still consistently good, and it does follow on what Hickman has written on stuff, on his grand scripture of powers and powers of ten. So, yeah, I say that's good. The five are now being targeted by the Eternals. The Eternals are currently in the midst of a schism. And, well, uh, they haven't told anyone about the cost of the immortality. Whereas the X-Men just simply revive it with just using their powers, the Eternals' revival comes at killing the humans that was revealed in curing Gillian's massive retcon. So, yeah, soul for a soul kind of deal. Whereas the Eternals, all they just had to do is just throw up some eggs and get some genetics, and voila, we got a resurrected mutant. I'm pretty sure humans will be pissed about this. I'm sure that will end very greatly. But don't worry, they're cheering for the death of the, of the mutants of Krakoa. That means they're clearly good people, right? I am still annoyed at that scene. 
I'm like, how does Captain America try to justify, okay, um, humanity, I know you hate the mutants, but they're our friends, could you stop? No! Yeah, see, that's the thing, the other problem, also, Namor's a mutant. Technically, he was offered to join Krakoa, but he said no and called, called uh, Charles Xavier a tiny man. So, I'm surprised. And, yeah, this is the thing that bugged me a little bit. I was like, you know, I'm surprised the Eternals have not attacked Namor, who had claimed dominion over the sea by this logic, since they've conquered Mars, and now they're saying they own 75% of the planet. So, yeah. It is going to be interesting if Namor actually interacts with the X-Men and regarding uh, the tense political standoff between them. In fact, I kept thinking that was going to be the war, the first big war event for them after Ten of Swords. Like, Namor or Wakanda are probably going to team up and take on the Krakoan Empire because Wakanda has an intergalactic standing. Yeah, that's a thing that actually happened, and I completely forget about that from time to time. And Namor is, well, Namor. He's kind of a jackass. So, um, yeah. And the fact that Aquaman beat him in the Marvel DC comic event... <laughs> oh man, the 80s were a different time. If this was now, I'm pretty sure Namor would win just from the fact that, well, how do I say this delicately? Namor is ruthless. He, in order to save his people, he led Wakanda to death through lying. So, yeah, I think Namor would probably kick kick Arthur Curry's ass for, from, from end on high. So... Yeah, that's the end of the first issue. I am looking forward to re telling you and recapping the rest of this event. The writing is good. The artwork is beautifully stellar and the spectacle and grandness of this event. <sighs> if only if Marvel just made this like the second event of the year instead of like the second of three. Yeah, uh, we got the street level hero event, Devil's Reign, and we got the cosmic level scale event that Marvel's doing. And now we're going to get back to the Street Hero event with Dark Web. For some reason. Even though you could have just not done it. Like at all. It's like, okay. But uh, yeah, once the Eternals' dark secret about the power of resurrection happens, I'm pretty sure that's going to end great. And humanity is ever is going to accept the mutants for who they are. Not really. So, this was Neo Reality Collective, hosted by your host, Eric Brown, covering Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day number one. Feel free to check out my other content on there out the YouTube space and look at my other stuff. Uh, stay tuned for the last ad break and outro, and I'll see you all again next time. Peace and take care, everybody, and have a good day. This is your host, Eric Brown, signing out. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.